Thank you for joining us at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Community Education Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Noblesville, Indiana. I'm Alice Cavanis Gober, President of CE Arts. And I'm Sarah E. Morin, Secretary of CE Arts. Let's sit down at the Roundtable. Let's get right back to our discussion with A. Paul. I do, you know, want to talk about the the other thing that uh, I'm not even sure what to call it. The creative. Oh, the power of new. The power of new. Yes. Okay, so tell us about the power of new. Is this a project? Is this a what is? The power this? of new is about thirty years worth of trying to share just just what you're soliciting here, creative process. Okay. Uh, I, uh, you know, knock on wood, you know, they say to don't yeah. ever, never say never. Like right. it was a Sean Connery doing a James Bond at, at, uh, uh, his, uh, midlife crisis. Uh, but, uh, so many people would ask, Oh, you know, how do you do that? How do you come up with the melodies and all that kind of stuff? You know, why are you doing this? And, and I used to, to blow it off mm -hmm. and I was in Ocala and, uh, was actually hired as the resident conductor for the Ocala Civic Theater because they did a lot of musicals. But Central Florida Symphony, which was in Ocala, was also playing a big orchestra piece of mine. And of course, the theater people had no idea that I did that. So they went to the concert and they heard the piece. And, and again, the questions came up, you know, how do you do that? Where do you get your inspiration? Right. Yada, yada, yada. All the stuff I've been and, asking you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know, it's time to stop blowing that off mm. and to, and to actually sit down and talk about it. So the theater sponsored, uh, I think it was two hours on Saturday morning for about four weeks. And we had a little round table and I went through some exercises and talked about things that I did to help keep me from getting writer's block. Cause I've never had writer's block. That's amazing. Wow. You know, if I need something done on a deadline, I do it on a deadline. I don't know how it happens, but it just happens. There's that, that free flow mm -hmm. has uh, uh, never been one of my nemeses. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I took the students through the, some of the processes and, and the ways, particularly once you get the idea how to move it into the other side of the brain mm -hmm. so that you can get the right team together and, and you know, communicate the inspiration and communicate the subtext because mm -hmm. that's so important with art. And it was very popular and they loved it. And I did a second session uh, a few months later and then started getting calls from other uh, arts groups and science centers. I was doing it at science centers. I was doing them for corporate retreats. Uh, and kept building on it, did a few at some universities. Back then, they were open to that idea. They're not so much anymore. I don't know why. That, I don't either. That's that academia weird. has kind of changed. They want uh, a syllabus that tells exactly what I'm going to do from day to day. Oh, yeah, that's so... And I said, I can't do that. It's a creativity class. I said, what I heard, that's what I heard from every teacher I've ever talked to. Is that's impossible. <laughs> I said, you know, it's designed to not know what's right. coming right. next, you should expect the unexpected and then learn how to deal with the unexpected. Yeah. That's how you get new ideas. But over the years, I kept doing it. And then uh, uh, I was asked by uh, a friend of mine who's the dean of a little college down in Costa Rica, Richard Cucciara, uh, 
to do the creativity class for a summer retreat that he was hosting down there. And they really loved it. And uh, that's where the, the PhD came from. You know, Richard said, this is marvelous program. He says, how much material do you have? He says, put it together in kind of a thesis format. And he said, we'll, we'll grant you an honorary doctorate based that's on that, the, what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, you coming down here and doing this class for us. So uh, I've, you know, reworked it again a little bit. Um, again, the Arts Council here has been very generous. And they uh, gave me a grant to uh, do some new brochures, uh, which I've sent out. And I gave a couple, uh, you know, little, you know, kind of starter versions of the new ones at, at the Restart Center. Uh, on, uh, I think it's on Mithoffer or Post Road. Yeah. Uh, I did uh, some sections of it at, at a couple of the churches here in town because it does deal with our our spiritual side to how that sure. played. You oh know? yeah. You like to pretend that's not. Oh no, that's, that's front center with a lot of uh, what I like to talk to people about. Now I yeah. do get some artists who don't want to talk about that, but yeah, I, I feel like spirituality is, is a huge part of creativity. And but, it's, it, but it's in there. It's part they, of it. They are inextricable in my life and in my, my viewpoint. So I'm happy yeah. to hear that. That's, Arts connect all those things up our physical yeah. our intellectual or emotional. In our spiritual lives, mm -hmm. it sort of brings them into uh, a congruous harmony, mm -hmm. unlike anything else on the planet. Yeah, and if you look More at, you know, historically speaking, I mean, you can look back at whether it's music or visual art or written works were often sponsored by, you know, uh, traditional church, you know, situations, I, you know, what do you call it, traditional religions. Um, I'm a more of a open, kind of open-ended spiritualist, spirituality-minded person. I don't adhere to any one particular relig religion. That's probably because of my anthropological background. I studied world religions, and so it's like, I like that part, I like this part, I like this piece, you know, and I cobble together my belief system. But, um, but I mean, if you think about it, the arts have traditionally been supported it, back in the day um, by religious organizations and so a lot of the most famous world-renowned art whether it's music or paintings or whatever that we have were supported by funds from religious institutions and we still hold these iconic paintings and yeah and interesting music. story on that i was in buenos aires and uh, my hosts down there were giving me a tour and we went to the famous Casa Rosada. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a cathedral right across the street that is just absolutely beautiful. But a lot of the paintings are actually cultural, you know, right. uh -huh. victory of San Martin, you know, sure. those kinds of things. But it was still in the church and we came out of the church. And I think I had made a comment about, you know, this would seem more like something for a history museum than a mm -hmm. church. And, so we're coming out and and I in very Catholic country, in a very mm -hmm. spiritual country, sure. Argentina. And I think my hosts were wanting to pin me down a little bit. And they said, Well, what's your religion? What do you believe in? And I'm sure they were thinking I was going to say something about, you know, oh, you know, I'm just a spiritualist or, you know, uh uh, uh new ager or something right, like that. Right. And and I think I threw them off a little bit. I said, I believe in all of them. Mm -hmm. I believe in all of them. They all come from a very pure searching place. Mm -hmm. 
that in their infancy and in their their instigation uh, from that great cosmic consciousness, they emerge for a very real reason. I said all of the great religions do, mm-hmm. and so you have to you have to believe in that process of where those religions are coming from. Now we can intellectualize our way in and out of all kinds of things, but that those things are, are forming. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the core of our yeah, culture. The core, yeah, and that's that's a very anthropological way of looking at um, that question, and that's basically how I answer it too, um, mm-hmm. because one of the things that studying anthropology and world religions taught me was that you know although a any particular organized religion may say we are the way the only way the only path that simply is what they all say and in my mind that you know that makes me think well that's just their interpretation of whatever the ultimate cosmic overall entity or thing out there is i feel like you take any of those paths one way one path one journey any of them is going to get you to the ultimate same place goal you know whether you want to call it nirvana or heaven or whatever it is all paths lead to the same thing for lack of a better word in this moment a a spiritually transfigured franciscan monk and buddhist monk understand each other much better yes than a lot of uh local church leaders yes <laughs> and know? and i even, I, even going from one protestant yeah, yeah. version to organized the other, religion know? you know the big three anyway and you know in any organized religion and you know according to what i learned across time and space by studying world religions uh any organized religion at some point even in its inception maybe but at some point will become a political entity and that's where i kind of i don't i don't attend a church because well covid19 i'm i'm with my health problems i'm not attending anything but even before that i wasn't a church goer because that didn't work for me you know that was too much on the the small tiny tight scale and my my ideas and thoughts about religion and spirituality are on a that like i said that larger global all paths lead to one ma you know that's so you know i does that you know talking about being in the room with live music the reason we do that it seems an odd thing to do but the reason we do that is on the subliminal level on the core level down in your cells we're all having the same experience. Mm-hmm. We might intellectually try to block it or say, you know, ah, I didn't get my nap today. I don't want to be here. You know, that was a stupid show. You know, why'd you right. drag me to sling quartets? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they are or whatever. But when that music starts, unless you're really actively resisting it, everyone in that room, performers alike, are having the same deep emotional experience. Now you talk about binding people together. Yep. There's yep. nothing, nothing binds yep. us like those experiences. I, I agree. And I feel like that is, it's almost as though we're all in that moment existing on a particular vibratory plane almost. Mm-hmm. And it is spiritual and it's music induced or music led, music guided. I, I, you know, like you said, it's in our cells. There's something about that and you feel it. That's why I use the phrase vibratory plane because it's, it's a, feeling it's not just a sensation it's it's more than that it's beyond Back that process a little bit 
early on, for some strange reason, I, I it, it, like lightning, it struck me the responsibility you have as a composer to understand that and guide that ethically. Mm-hmm. Even in a show like Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. even like the show like Love Ted. I grew up in a time, and this is one of the reasons I delayed going to, to uh, college. I ended up at University of Houston, as I think you may mm-hmm. have seen on the resume. Mm-hmm. But but that was like a decade after I left, mm-hmm. you know, because the universities were creating a kind of academic art that I don't think was taking that responsibility seriously. Mm-hmm. All they were trying to do was shock people and, and fill them full of full of anxiety yeah. with dissonances and sounds and, and just bizarreness. And, and I've written some, as you know, I've sent you, I think, some very weird things. Some, <laughs> I mean, I've done some very bizarre composing. I'm not afraid to use those elements, mm-hmm. but the responsibility of how I use them and how I place them and how I resolve them, I take very, very seriously when I create art. It, it, and that comes through in what you do. I, you feel that as a, as a listener, and again, I, I am unmusical. I can't play an instrument. I wouldn't know the first thing about a note or a chord. I don't, you know, there's nothing about music that I understand or am in any way versed in. But the, the feeling I get when I listen to your music is, is that there is part of that is in there. Part of what you just talked about comes through that, that you have provided something that, um, well, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I can feel it and take it in without fear. There, there's nothing. Does that sound a little weird? I mean, yeah, because I it's, a, it's a natural part of our existence. Mm-hmm. I'm not, overriding Mm -hmm. uh that inspiration with too much i mean you know you have to kind of clean it up and make it legible but i'm not overriding it with my intellectual point of view right most of what i write there's nothing that comes across as this guy's trying too hard you know which is i i've heard a lot of the kind of music that you're talking about the academic music where you know that person's final I use the word thesis or dissertation. I'm not sure what it's called in music, but that final project, that final piece, mm-hmm. I I remember very clearly hearing one. I went to one guy's um, playing of it, production of it, you know, uh, because that was part of his degree was to put it on the stage, you know, out there, mm-hmm. and and it was it was an unpleasant experience because it didn't. It, it, it just worked and 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 just convoluted every sensation that I that I think of and feel about music. It was just beyond dissonance. It was, I don't know what's was. happened, you know, and, and not all and not all situations, but, you know, a lot of that sociopathic pain mm-hmm. that debilitates us from accessing the true stream of consciousness that wants to be born Mm -hmm. to make the world beautiful and whole and aware, even though sometimes terrifying. I mean, Mm -hmm. the world still is violent, Mm -hmm. you know, volcanoes, Mm -hmm. I lived in Florida, hurricanes, you could Mm -hmm. see the damage. So nature is not always benign, but it is real. Mm -hmm. There's a truth in it. The sociopath wants to take away our reality. Yes. Our natural reality 
and force us into their personal reality. Yeah, I, I, that's and, exactly how. And I, that's wrong. Yeah, and but that's you. You just put your finger on exactly what I experienced. I experienced a composition that came to me as a manipulation, a, a perversion of that natural truth and purity and honesty of even the the negative parts of human existence and nature. I mean, you can have. I mean, the music of the music that I would hear watching a volcano erupt, the internal music I would hear of a hurricane or something maybe frightening it may be horrific but it's true it's honest right what yep. what i experienced and what i think we're talking about is this other kind of composition and and kind of academic push the boundaries kind of musicality isn't that it is a perversion of that it is a twisting of that and and i feel like that's not I don't want to listen to that stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, ultimately, if art tries to manipulate you, it yeah. will die out. It will. Yeah, it, it, it won't no. work. It, will it work. won't work. I feel like that's, a, that's what we have to look for and try to create in our artistic endeavors is positivity, truth, hope, and, and honesty. And you certainly have been doing that. And I, I'm so, I'm back, back to our, this is back to real stuff now. Um, I, I just am thrilled that you were willing to spend so much time talking with me. And I really look forward to editing this into several parts because I, I'm just, I, I could talk to you all day. I really do feel that way. And <laughs> well, I can say, well, we'll, we'll plan next parte coffee and we'll, we'll yes, chat. Yes. And I do want to talk to Brandon sometime. Um, you know, he can, if, you know, you could share my email address with him and he can send me all that preemptory, you know, any files. Any, because any, he's also a fascinating character with a uh, life story that will, you'll find extremely dramatic. And, you know, you, you've obviously <sighs> learned from me in the off camera and on camera parts of our conversation. It is the journey. The mm -hmm. art, the journey of life that has become, if you're an artist, if you're creative, an arts journey. Because if you are a creative person, what happens in your, quote, real life becomes your art's journey. I mean, for most of us, I've, I've As Joseph Campbell says, it's our hero's journey. It, you know, it is, that's a, thank you for bringing that up because that is a very, for, for some of us who've been beat down in certain ways, identifying yourself in a positive way you know like i try to use the word domestic violence survivor not victim you know try to to turn that into a positive sound hero's journey is a tough one for some of us to enunciate um but it's that classic definition of hero it's it's the the protagonist in the story you know who of all the heroes journeys where they've been tied to the rock or yep. you know locked in the cave or yep. you know escape was impossible yes yes but because they're heroes they figure out a way to get they through emerge it. they turn they the emerge. shield onto medusa's so medusa's there, reflected exactly. you know that yeah. that to me is the iconic you know how am I going to get out of this one? Here's a shield, you know, and yes, yep. it was given to him by a goddess. And so that helps, you know, it helps to have a goddess on your side, you but know, that's, uh, the, that's being open to those forces that exactly. goddess is, you know, is a metaphor yeah. for the forces that we've been talking about that you have to open yourself to be a conduit of, Yes. you know, and, and, you know, artists ego, they say artists have egos. I, I always loved actors who had big egos. You know why? Because the bigger their ego, the more they could let go of it 
Yes. Become the character totally yes. and then recapture themselves when they left yes. the stage. It's the small actor who never gets out of the way in a movie. You right. Know, you know, it's the actor that's always the actor. You see the actor on in a film, not the character. That's, you know, I, I believe that's very true, too. So if you can give yourself up to being that character, mm -hmm. as great actors will do, as your De Niro's and Streep's, mm -hmm. you know, are just such masters, no wonder they get paid millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. They're worth it. Mm -hmm. To totally empty themselves and fill themselves with another character mm -hmm. as a profession, you don't think that's hard? No, I, <laughs> think, I, I, I think it's very hard. I, I think it would be very hard to... No, I try to do the same. I try to empty myself, get out of the way. And that's why the music is so eclectic yeah. because I don't always know what's coming down that pathway. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it can be disturbing to me personally, like Love Ted, mm -hmm. or it can be exhilarating to me personally, like the serenade. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I am at the beck and call of, of the muse. As, yes. as you yeah. might say. Yeah. Well, the final products are amazing and I Thank so you. appreciate mm -hmm. talking with you and, you know, don't be surprised if I hound you to come back and talk more or at least, you know, even if it's just private conversation, you know, okay. because I feel now that we are friends. I always say that at Absolutely. the end of, a, of an interview. It's like, oh, I have a new friend, you know. So um, thank you for making my day. And Brandon, thank you so much for giving us all this Our time. engineer. Yes, all this time. And I've told A-Paul that I want to uh, – reach out with you through email to get you on uh, on the schedule uh, to be interviewed because um, I just have to know more about the novel and your life and everything. So be prepared. You're, you're, you're on deck somewhere in the future. <laughs> well, I, uh, you should be prepared, man. Uh, just so you know. Um, yeah. Just I, I'm ready. I'm ready. You can, I have purple hair. I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical savvy. Join us next time at, at the Roundtable. Table.